You are listening to The Sauna Show, a podcast that explores new ways to combat modern life and reclaim your health and vitality. My name is Sebastian Miro and I'm the CEO of Clearlight Saunas International and a passionate entrepreneur and health enthusiast. I'm sitting down with scientists, holistic health practitioners and change makers in the wellness space to talk about all things detox, health and happiness. Wouldn't you love to have a way to figure out way earlier if something is a little bit out of shape in your body rather than when you present it with major health scares or symptoms that really derail you? Well, the Ayurvedic health system is one of those systems. It has been around for thousands of years, refined over that time, and is an amazing tool to get good indication whether you're in good health shape or whether it would be worth investigating a little bit further. Joe Formosa from Dynamic Health 360 is an amazing practitioner and has an amazing team that works internationally with people online as well as in person to help you identify things way earlier than our medical system often can. I'm not saying that you shouldn't use the medical system, of course you should, but um, there is certainly a benefit in also using systems like the Ayurvedic system to figure way earlier out if there's some indication that you need to make lifestyle changes, dietary changes and so on. So this episode is a real gift for those people who are really keen to figure out what's going on in the body so that they can correct it and that they can just thrive. So without further ado, here is the episode with Joe Formosa. Joe, thank you very much for coming on and being part of this show. I'm really excited to learn all sorts of things about Ayurveda and how you actually spread the word and help so many people, not only locally, but actually around the world, which is really, really exciting to see. So thanks for making time. Yes, and nice to see you, Sebastian. It's great to be on with you today. Hey, Joe. So... So Ayurveda is something that I sometimes read when I go to an organic store and I see some teas being sold under the Ayurvedic label. And, and that's about as much as I really know when it comes to the theory behind it. But it's not such a, just a fad that came up recently. It's actually something that has been around for a few days, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Ayurveda has been around for over 5,000 years. So it traditionally comes from India. So it is basically the science of life. So when you look at Ayurveda, it looks at why specifically something is going on and it doesn't just treat the cause, it treats, um, so it doesn't just treat the symptom, it goes back and really treats the cause so that every single person is unique and you have to have your own unique, basically, path. Wow, that's amazing. So, um, and has it been used all those 5,000 years or has it recently uh, rediscovered again? No, it's definitely been used all those 5,000 years, but what's actually happening now is more, if you look at the history of Ayurveda, when they actually tried to bring it into the West, uh, the British actually went and wanted to take it over because they wanted Western medicine to be the dominant medicine. So they went and cut off all the therapist hands in some wow. you know, big you know, protest against it. But it's been used in India for a very, very long time and it's used to be um, taught by teacher, like master to student. So now Ayurveda's become like um, much bigger because there's more scholars in Ayurveda, there's more doctors that are, are training and teaching and there's more courses that are happening. So now in the West, uh, people are able, actually able to study it um, where really Ayurveda, you'd have to go to India to actually study like a five-year doctorate degree if you actually wanted to use or be able to wow. use any of that knowledge. Wow, so and that's a completely in itself complete system, right? Like 
you know, a Ayurvedic doctor has the full spectrum of, of tools available to make it work for whatever. And that's probably what happens, especially in India, that people would just go there with whatever ailments or whatever problems they have. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, Ayurvedic medicine treats a lot of really chronic diseases. So you'll see um, the actual traditional Ayurvedic doctors, there's eight limbs of Ayurveda. We don't really have enough time to go through all of that today, but one of those mm. things is surgery. So the actual traditional Ayurvedic doctors would actually know like certain parts of surgery that they would do. And some of the plastic surgery surgery that was done by in the time is still being done by the actual plastic surgeons today. So it's held its time, you know, and basically for an example, if you're treating somebody Ayurvedically for diabetes, you would treat them like you used to 5,000 years ago, where now it's like, yep, let's take metformin, let's take insulin, let's take all these different things where they don't actually follow the process of, oh, this person's got this problem, this person is this body type, this person's eating this type of food that's not complementary for their disease process. Um, so they don't go in real fast. It's like we treat diabetes the way they treated 5,000 years ago is still the way they treat today and still have really, really high success. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that people actually had figured that out 5,000 years ago already. And what I love about <laughs> when I train or teach people in Ayurveda, I say, do you know Deepak Chopra? Deepak Chopra is known a lot all around the world, especially with the work that he's doing now with Oprah Winfrey, like really taking meditation into a whole level. Well, Deepak Chopra is actually an Ayurvedic doctor, but he first was an oncologist, uh, sorry, an endocrinologist. So he specialized in more hormonal uh, problems. His dad is a cardiologist. So he went to study Ayurveda because he got sick of giving people hormone therapy, sleeping tablets, and antidepressants. And so he went, there's got to be something more to actually help in the body. And then he actually changed his whole way of doing medicine after that. Wow, that's amazing. He's actually an affiliate of our company too. I, I know that he, you know, goes into heat treatments a little bit and, and you know, makes it part of his... Um, of his practice as well but but before i mention go in a little bit into what it actually looks like when you go on the ayurvedic path or you know are treated that way how did you actually get there what was your path to get to such um well in the west west probably not as, as common or back i don't know when exactly you started but i expect it didn't used to be as common yeah what was really interesting my path was like um when i very first were like an athlete i used to um like do a lot of uh like sport when I was 14. So I went and actually had like a lot of sporting injuries and different things. And I went to find like a really good remedial, remedial therapist who used to treat me. And I was like, oh my God, like I love it that, you know, I want to do what you do. So I went to um, study natu um, natural therapy and I went to study remedial therapy in the sports medicine side. Um, inside that time when I was actually doing that, I was a hemothrower training for the Olympic Games and I ruptured my disc really badly and I had to actually have surgery. But in that time frame, I studied Chinese medicine and acupuncture and it really helped me a lot with the recovery. And then I was like, something's really missing when I was treating patients. There was something that... Yes, I was getting good results, but then we had a, um, a doctor come and speak at this natural therapy conference and he spoke at Ayurveda and I went, oh my God, you, he was a Western doctor and an Ayurveda doctor and I went, you've got to teach us this, this is amazing. So he then yeah. developed a two-year two course and I went to study Ayurveda from there and then that changed my whole practice with how I work with people and then I linked in the neurostrategy side as well. So I worked also with the psychology. So it was really interesting to see the difference when you, you knew the holistic view instead of just treating like, so using different multiple 
um, modalities now, but definitely Ayurveda is the one that I use, you know, most days. Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. And and from there, it didn't stop there, right? Because I, I know your story a little bit. And, and I, I guess at one stage, um, you probably realized there was so much need around it and you couldn't actually, you know, find or get to all the people. And, and I love your intention of just multiplying well, you and, you know, and the ability to help people by bringing it, you know, online and international. How did you do that? Yeah, well, um, I was at this conference where um, a guy called Roger James Hamilton was speaking and Roger has really understood the Chinese medicine philosophy and really how the mind works. So look, looking at health at a totally different way in the sense that, you know, um, there is different body types um, and different sort of mind types specifically. So when you understand your mind type, you understand what way of business you do or how you work inside companies and how you actually stay in flow. So I, I said to him one time in a break, I said, oh my God, there is some way that we could link the Ayurvedic body types into the Chinese medicine and link it into the mind types. And he said, yeah, for sure. We could call that something called like health dynamics. <laughs> so from there, it was really sort of born like the first seed, right? And then when you look at Ayurveda and you look at health dynamics, the seed of life is like the, the center of the flower. And then from there, we actually worked out how both of those parallel medicines could actually come together for the first time. And it was really beautiful because Roger knew a lot of patterns and he things like that. So we linked it to, you know, the Pythagoras, the Pythagoras theory. And Pythagoras says, um, I give you all the knowledge, you need to work it out. So it's all there and all <laughs> there. And then we just started working on that. Then we realized, okay, you can have, you know, 10 body types, which is in Ayurveda, and eight mind types. Then we came up with yeah. different possibilities of the report. And then it really multiplied from there where we started to teach people online how to have their own personalized path to health. That's amazing. And there's, there's definitely correlation between the mind types that, that he, he has come up with through the Chinese medicine and, and then actually the body types that, that is in the Ayurvedic system. Yeah, definitely. Because what we found is that let's say like you're a creator, for example, Sebastian, and yeah. your particular yeah. body type is more like kapha. So you have more like a heavier build, more a heavier structure, more of a solid structure. And then there's also pitta yeah. there as well, which is more like a medium size, body type, more stronger direction, more uh, passion and things like that. So you have like a combination where if you have someone who is a creator who's a totally different body type, they respond very differently to health, to the way they do things. So let's say you had someone who was one of the body types, which is Vata, which is like a skinny mini. They're always on the go. They're really lean. They're really... Um, uh, mind is really a little bit scattered and more anxious, they're 100 miles an hour. If you mix that with the creator, they never get anything done, right? So when Roger and I started linking them together, he goes, oh my God, I have been using this for like over 20 years and now I understand why there's all these different creators that I meet. And they're all creators, but they actually slightly do things slightly differently um, and now it makes more sense because we've linked the mind type and the body type together. That's so cool. That's definitely something that the whole world should know. Because I think it makes, you know, people who run into particular issues that are just so typical for their body type or their mind type, at that moment, all they can do is, is, is just really listening to a strategy that I'm sure is also 5,000 years old. And then you probably have translated into a modern lifestyle and follow it, right? Rather, rather than just thinking, well, that's how I am, this is the problems I have, and you know, not acknowledging, well, it has actually something to do with how you approach life, 
which is sort of in you, like you are the personality you are and, and you want to work with that, hey? And I think what's really beautiful is when we explain it to the person, we have their report in front of us and we explain what's going on. And like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. I totally understand that. Because that's a, they're so connected with their elements inside their body. So as soon as you give them this knowledge, it's not complex. They're going, yeah, that that's so true. That makes so much sense. That's so easy. And it's like, yeah, because this is, yeah. you know, so I think we make things very complicated in the sense of, um, you know, people are Dr. Googling everything and, you know, going into... Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Googling. <laughs> as opposed to going, okay, let's get down to the basics. Let's get down to really what's going on and what's your imbalances. As soon as you know who you're supposed to be, then you understand your imbalances yeah. and then you can come more back to homeostasis. Great. Wow. That's, that is impressive. Yeah. And so have you... You know, since you work internationally, have you then seen certain certain patterns arise, arising from different, you know, cultures around the world? And can, can you see, you know, when, let's say you have a call from the UK or you have a call from, I don't know, Russia. Um, would you say like, I, I know a pattern that comes from that culture. It is just what it is. And, and you have certain strategies that, you know, are quite tailored to, to that type. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting you say that because now that I do work a lot around the world, I do see, um, you know, different things and different themes that comes, you know, especially if I go speak in London. And London people, uh, because of their healthcare system, um, they're a little frustrated, you know. We're getting like that definitely in the West, but London is really, really frustrated where, you know, and also they live like uh -huh. more in the colder climate, so everything is more subdued. So as soon as you give them this knowledge, this understanding, they actually are very proactive at doing things, you know, and just getting to that. Where in the West, they're really cautious of, like, very questioning, don't trust and, you know, um, want to know more and more and more. So, um, but what I found is what was really, really different is when I started to do things more online, the result that we had online was more yeah. more phenomenal than actually what we had in clinic. And I would have thought it was the other way around. Because yeah, you know, yeah, in front of you, but when someone's in front of you, sometimes they're saying, fix my problem, right? Where someone has come online, they're taking the action to say, I want to fix this problem. So they became more like um, active about what they wanted to do um, and yeah. more listening and following and, and more thorough and all those types of things. So there was a difference I found working with the different cultures, you know, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then there was also a difference in working from online to offline. So I've sort of found both. Wow, that is so exciting. That's so good to know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, because we, we're moving, like, in, in our society nowadays, especially the Western world, is moving around so much. And it would make a lot of sense to actually acknowledge, like, you know, I live in a subtropical climate now and didn't used to, that there's actually certain things that I should do much more than, you know, otherwise, I guess it's called a damp spleen and, you know, there's more mold in the air and what have you. And, and I'm sure there are certain, certain things that you have to do to actually adapt to your environment, hey? Yeah. We call that in Ayurveda the changes of the season. So when we're changing seasons ah. and we're changing, you know, even cultures, um, there's the hot and the cold. Like everything is opposite and everything is complementary. So in yeah. Ayurveda, we treat to the opposite. So when someone is hot, we treat them yeah, by yeah. cool. If someone mm -hmm. is damp, we treat them by, you know, um, breaking up their dryness to more dryness. Um, so if somebody is like, um, 
you know, agitated. It's more like coming. So you're, you're working with, in Ayurveda, it's called the gunas. There's 20 gunas, which are like the opposites. And it's the same yeah. reason. So when you see those, you know, opposite changes and different things, you have to really teach and adapt to people. And as soon as they understand it, they're going, oh, my God, I can't believe that. That makes so much sense. This is so mm -hmm. easy. But a lot of people don't live to seasons anymore. You know, they're living... Um, to the importance of that we're changing so much. Like this world is changing so fast and so rapidly mm -hmm. um, that people don't even get a chance to live to the natural rhythms anymore. The natural rhythms of waking up at night and going to bed at night or the change of spring to summer, you know, uh, doing the things that they would normally do. They're just doing fasting full ahead and going, okay, well, I don't even have time to really think about that, you know. So that's causing the spiral of disease process. Yeah. I have a question that I think people come across also, well, in Ayurveda and as, as well as Chinese medicine, and that's the whole sort of pulse, pulse reading thing, right? And, and I wonder, I mean, it's fascinating when it happens to you and, you know, I've done that with you and you, you tell me things that you couldn't, you couldn't know <laughs> and, and you, you certainly couldn't figure out, you know, because you didn't assess my body, you only did, did the pulse. And I thought it would, would be great to just demystify that. Like, how on earth, in ha half a minute or a minute, you read the polls and know that someone had an internal injury 20 years ago. Honestly, like that's just very, very odd. And I think it's good to talk about it just so that people get like, no, no, like you can be that sophisticated. It's not not woo-woo thing because I think that sometimes put people off like, yeah, right, in half a minute, you can't figure that one out. That took doctors, you know, a lot of scans and all the rest of it. How do you do that? Yeah. So pulse reading in Ayurveda is trained really teacher, you know, to student, right? So I had some really amazing um, doctors who trained me. Uh, and one particular doctor, Dr. Smita Naran, she's a guru pulse reader in India, and she took me under her wing with mm -hmm. her team of doctors. So, you know, pulse reading takes a lot of dedication in the sense of the physician. So you have to dedicate your life to it in the sense that no drinking, no smoking, no lying, no cheating, go vegetarian, you know, so that therefore your quality, your essence is really sharp. So when you touch the pulse, your fingers actually have all the sensitivity to be able to pick up the final subtleties of what's actually going on in the radial pulse. So when someone touches the radial pulse, they think that you're just feeling the beat of the pulse of the heartbeat or the, or the blood going through the vein. Yeah. But it's not actually mm. that. It's actually when we're feeling there's 360 different pulse combinations, there's three different positions that we feel where the main body types are, like vata, pitta, and kapha. And then there's all yeah. what we call the subdoshas or the channels that go underneath that. So we can find out like where it is, what the problem is, what specifically are we treating. So if you ever do get a chance to have a pulse reader feel, I mean, we can do it a lot over line, you know, like um, by having a conversation and, um, I've also treated yeah. people online by yeah. asking a lot more questions, but within 30 seconds in the pulse, we can go, okay, it's happening because of this, it's happening because of this, and then we treat the real cause of the problem. So, for example, I had a patient of mine who's actually a very, very good naturopath, and she has was trying to fall pregnant, and she had spent tens and thousands of dollars with lots of specialists and lots of doctors, and she's also, like, really, really good herself. And I touched her pulse and she wasn't actually seeing me specifically for that problem because she was just saying, show me what you do. I'm really curious about what you yeah. do. So I told her and I couldn't help. I had to send her an email because I found this, this, this in a pulse. So she had a huge infertility pulse. She had lots of pitta. She had like lots of heat. She had lots of adhesions in the uterus and all everything I listed out. And she said, oh, my God, 
you've just told me what I've just spent tens of thousands of dollars to find. Yes. You told me that in 30 seconds and you didn't even do any examination. Because we feel exactly where that issue is and then you know, we start to you know, treat and fine tune those specificness uh, around that. So it becomes more than just your beat, it becomes really the connection to what's going on in all your organs and all your tissues and all your channels to take us to a whole another level. So it's really, really fascinating, you know. Um, I remember a guru pulse reader felt my pulse and um, I had had a parasite and she felt that I had a parasite and she also said, you got this water bound. So where were you in water that when you got it? And I had been washed under this waterfall and I got dumped and it happened to be at that point. So I put two and two together. So she was able to even find that subtlety of actually how I got the parasite, which was really interesting. Mm, wow, that, that's so fascinating. You know, um, I do want to ask you more, many more questions, but just while we stay on this, this topic, what I have asked quite a few people that sort of found solutions that definitely work is how did we uh, divert from all that knowledge and this really useful um, well, way of practicing for so long? You know, because so many people spend their life savings on getting well again and, go and get nowhere. And then you go to someone you know, that is like absolutely inexpensive in comparison to tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes to get better and go nowhere. How, how do we get to this point? And where do you think we go from here? Will this, con you know? That's a really good question. I think it's very controversial as well. Um, and, you know, just in my opinion, not to say the opinion of the world, but I think what happens is mm. people get really sick and they go, we talk about in Ayurveda, the health spectrum. We have a health spectrum report, which is free. You can go and actually do a test and find out where you are in basically you create like a life lighthouse so there's the nine levels and the top three levels are what we call the mindfulness prison and you can live in mindfulness good health and above and then you start going into basically what Ayurveda talks about how disease process starts going into our body mm -hmm. and first of all something happens where we have like some sort of aggravation something happens in the stomach where something is not quite right and we may not listen to it then it starts to accumulate and it starts to accumulate mm. with the imbalances of the dosha. So it becomes like either hot or lots of air or lots of mucus. Still, we may not actually do anything about it. So then the body says, I, my body is designed to stay well. So it starts to move everything around in the lymphatic system. And the lymphatic system starts to dump into the tissues. So you start feeling heaviness in the head, heaviness in the body, lethargic, tiredness and fatigue going on. Maybe I just need to have a holiday. I need to have a rest. You see the doctor. Doctor says nothing's wrong with you. There's all the blood tests are fine. Everything is fine. Then it starts to go down to the next level and it starts to go into location level. So it gets stuck into some organ or some tissue of weakness. So it might be a knee problem, might be liver, it might be, you know, uh, the uterus, you know, in some sort of hormonal imbalance or it might be, you know, some sort of bladder infection. There'll be some weakness that you're carrying in your body or maybe skin condition. Still, it's not like a full-on diagnosis yet that you have something that the doctor can give you a name for a disease, but it's still an imbalance that's going on and it's going yeah. The next thing is then it goes to a disease level. You get all these blood tests done and then you go see the doctor and the doctor says, oh my God, you've got this, you've got diabetes, you've got high cholesterol, you've got blood pressure, you've got psoriasis. They now give it a name. So they give it a name at that point. Yeah. And the client or the patient goes, oh my God, what do I do to get over this? And so then they give you a drug. And then the person goes, well, I want to get over this quickly. Right, And if they have not the insight of, oh, how did this yeah. happen in the yeah. first place? I need to take something to get rid of the symptom. So they use a Band-Aid approach. And then they're in the system. 
So um, then the whole consequence keep going. And the last stage is what we call chronicity, which is autoimmune disease or cancer, where the body is fighting against its healthy cells. And at that point, is um, you know it's hard to reverse that because the body just keeps fighting and fighting and fighting. We're now in an epidemic of um, autoimmune conditions and cancer. It's like nearly every second person you hear from has got those things. And it's because that's been that progress. But I think it becomes what Ayurveda talks about, Pragni Aparada, which is mistake of the intellect. I know what to do, but I don't do it, right? So when you have the digestive problem, you know that you should change your diet, but you actually don't do it at that point. And it just keeps on going. And it's like a frog in hot water. If you take him um, a little bit hot, a little bit hot, a little bit hot, mm. he still doesn't jump out until he dies, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's like because it's happening so progressively, unless you have the insight going, I don't want to do this, I don't want to take this drug. I want to take do something differently, um, and then, then you don't go down that process. So, yeah. I think that's that's my sort of opinion on how it, it mm-hmm. happens. So yeah, yeah, and th- oh, that makes a lot of th- th- thing um, sense because there is no checkup every year to just get a blood blood picture, you know, and, and and test like just to see like where are you in that and in, in, in that level of, of health right now? Because if we would do that, and I mean, some people are proactive, and, and I know some countries have certain things that they want to test, but it's not just, can we just take stock, please, where we actually at right now, just to know whether you're moving to more vibrant health or actually declining? Because if we would have that approach, it's just but starting earlier, hey? But I meant, I think that's a good point, because a checkup in your blood results will show you if you're in disease. Right, because then you already have the imbalance that there is something oh, okay. reported, so you've already gone down. But if oh, you could okay. have a bit of a what we call in in Ayurveda or in health dynamics, what is health? Health is a dynamic expression of life. So if you're not dynamically expressing oh, yourself, what is going on? Yeah, like what is not working in your body that you wish? Any symptomology, any aches and pains, any digestive impact, um, you know, problems, any bloating, any constipation. Yeah, yeah. these are all problems. So if we don't address them, they're going to become a big problem, you know. So maybe, you know, one thing if you're listening is, you know, write a list of any symptom that you have, you know, and you might be surprised Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, just becoming aware of that and going, what could I do to get rid of that? Is there something that I could change? Um, And then actually start to dissolve it before it gets to a disease process. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That, that, that does. And, and with the modern life, I guess we, we're quite distracted as well, which means the sensitivity to these, um, you know, being, being aware of these subtle changes becomes even harder. And actually, and to be fair, like even the 1900s, I think people were really occupied with whatever they did and would ignore it too. But um, yeah, I can see how that... that it's yeah, interesting yeah. you say that because when I feel someone's pulse, I say you've got, you know is going on, you've got a joint problem, you've got cholesterol, you have this, you're yeah, like, yeah. no, 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 I don't have any of that, right? They're not even aware. Sometimes they have yeah. a problem. And even if I say to them that you've got high cholesterol, you've got high blood pressure, they go, no, 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 I don't have that. I said, okay, that's really yeah. strange because it's in your pulse. Later on, when I'm taking case history, they said, yeah, I take blood pressure medication, I take uh, cholesterol medication. I don't have the problem because I'm taking medication for it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so there's, there's a disconnect between mind and body. Mm. Do you see, I, I would love to talk about the steps that we can take actually to go on that path and, and you offer quite a few amazing steps, so really easy steps to get there. But just uh, in general, do you see that people, well, that society and overall that we are actually awakened 
awakening to that as a whole and go more towards like I want to know before things happen or is it just my bubble that I live here in Malumbimi, Australia where, where I see these things happen a lot because people are just conscious and want to have more. Um, yeah, what, what's your fear? In the sense of... Um, that people are more... more have know that there is another way and that they're interested in taking that or whether actually in the whole people are actually still going down like no symptoms therefore i have no problems and as long as the doctor takes the symptoms away i'm good yeah it's interesting because i even said to somebody yesterday or, or this morning i was blown away with uh, this week how many patients i saw who was upset about the doctor's approach um, that, you know, I saw a young girl who's only 37 and she was put on 15 medications. She'd been to hospital, she had all the tests, she had everything, and there was nothing wrong with her. But she came out of hospital with 15 medications because she had three medications for constipation, two medications for reflux, another medication for pain uh, because she had all this abdominal pain, all this abdominal swelling and everything. Now she's shown up to us and said, I need to get and she was super sick, right? And then I had another one with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, again, was put on different medication. And, you know, it just keeps going on and on. And the doctors are not testing these people because, you know, in Stephanie, in Australia, and in, even in London and different countries as well, the government system is clamping down on finding out what is going on. They're only ready to treat you if you're in disease. So they're not looking at preventative health. So I, I think there's definitely an awareness shift changing. Um, I think where we are working on for personalized health is education. So if people are educated in knowing what they should be, then it's going to be much easier for them to have a look at the goalposts of where they need to go and what they need to do to actually really shift that game plan. Wow. That's fantastic. Well, so there's a plan and, and there are actions that can be taken. So what would you recommend to someone who, as a first step um, when, when you find someone and, you know, when people know I have this desire of actually knowing where I'm at right now so that I actually can take action way before any symptoms arise or where the, the traditional approach will, would tell me that something is wrong? Yeah. So one of the things we do in health clinics is we get them to actually do their online test. So it's, um, you know, 50 questions, which is 25 around your mind type and 25 around your body type. And that will give you like a 24 page report, which is quite a lot of knowledge just on yourself. It's like mm -hmm. what I call your little GPS, your little Bible, the, the way that you can have a look at like um, who you are. And then from there, mm -hmm. we do like a consultation to actually go through that actual profile. Because sometimes you can answer the test in your imbalance and we need to go, okay, you answered a few things in your imbalance. And so you came up as this body type, but you're actually this body type. So we just refine that to make sure they have exactly the right report for them. And then what are the things that are causing them the main stress now? And what would be their first steps to get out of that? Because people need like having a plan, a bit of an action plan, so that they can actually make the first step, the first move. So I find that when people get that way, before jumping into doing like some big major plan, they need to understand themselves first. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Great. Um, is there a particular website that people can go to 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 catch catch that information and that free test? Yeah, definitely. We have the Health Dynamics three hundred and sixty website. Yeah. We can go, and then there's a one which is a free test, which is the Health Spectrum, and then one which is uh, you know find out your body type, which is another uh -huh. test that we do. Yeah, and there's yeah. lots of resources we have on there as well, so they can understand more things about them, different articles and things like that as well. 
that, that. Oh, fantastic. Man, we only um, scratched the surface. And normally I have always the three questions that I actually ask everyone on the show. But I know you. we started a little bit late, which was absolutely our fault. And I would love to have you back on and, and dive a little bit deeper and talk a little bit more about that process if you would be available. But um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it has been really exciting to go through all the different facets of, of Ayurvedic so far um, that you have outlined. And I think it's an absolute must to explore for people who who are interested in really taking charge of their health, whether they are actually already seeing symptoms or not, hey? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for having us and, you know, really, uh, you know, love uh, working with you and really helping to really make a change in the world because it just happens with one person at a time. Love it. Thank you so much, Joe. I see you again. Bye-bye. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Sauna Show. My name is Sebastian Mirau, and this episode was sponsored by Quila Jacuzzi Saunas, the world's leading provider of superior quality, full-spectrum infrared saunas. You can find more information and resources for this podcast at thesaunashow.com, all one word, or on Instagram at thesaunashow. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with friends. Until next time, have the best day ever.